Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. Now I had been brought up without any prayer, without Bible, without church, nothing of that kind. And so when my father died, I became suicidally depressed. I, I had no desire to live. And yet, by the grace of God, uh, whenever I got to the point of actually taking my life, I always had this interior conviction that if I took my life, I would simply find it again on the other side and it would be permanent misery. But it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck broke in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous meekness that empowered him to play the game. And I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it, honey. You've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm, a, you know, he, his big line to me is, you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never follow through on them. And so this was week after week, month after month. He is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you on your own could have done this. We are called to sing. All of us are called to sing. All of us are called to express ourselves and join our voice into the unity of the church. Uh, often with my choirs, I, I ask them to listen to each other, to listen to the, the sound that they make together as one. That's what we're aiming for through the harmony or unison, we're aiming for a one sound. You need to decide. What are you gonna participate in? Are you gonna participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice, which is in the Eucharist or not? Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. We have made it to episode 100 of the podcast. It's so incredible to be able to uh, say that to each and every one of you. It's hard to believe that we have made it. 
all the way to episode 100. And DeSantis, how are you doing this evening? Well, with the announcement that you just made, I'm even better. <laughs> I, I mean, right. how God has worked over the last almost year that we're at episode 100. I'm just so blessed, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, it really has been an amazing journey. And uh, tonight we can say we've made it to Rome. Uh, right? <laughs> we, have, we have with us the Rome boys as our guests. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, yes. pretty cool. G gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on the Sewing Hope podcast live on uh, YouTube and Podbean. And uh, thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. It's our, an honor. Our yeah. honor. Number 100. Congratulations, Ooh, that's guys. That's awesome. Thank that's pretty you. cool. Thank, you. Thank you. You've been holding out for us, and now we get to be in the 100th <laughs> spot. We feel special. That's right. God had a plan there, didn't he? Amen. Yes. Always, Always does. That's right. Yes. 100th yes. episode, we're going to spend it with Rome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in Rome, right. but with Rome. Yeah, with Rome, yes. Uh, so tell us, uh, and do you have a little bit of a blurb about them? or? Uh, or I do, I awesome. do. And um, the Rome Boys is a Catholic YouTube show with Tony the Theologian. Joe, the farmer, and Chris, the entrepreneur. I'd love to read a little bit more about them to you. It, they are a Catholic YouTube show where they talk about various topics from three different perspectives. Tony is the theologian, has his MA and BA in theology, and was in seminary for a while. Tony is married with seven children and author of the book Reflection of the Sun. Joe is the farmer and provides a down-to-earth approach, humor, and everyday Joe. Joe is married with five children, teaches RCIA and CCD. Chris is the entrepreneur businessman and is the brains of the operation. Oh, Chris is goodness. the convert to the Catholic faith, teaches RCIA and has experience in youth ministry. Follow the Rome Boys on Facebook, MeWe, Instagram, Parlor. I don't, although I don't know if that's around anymore. Yeah. Twitter <laughs> and subscribe to their YouTube channel. I'm so blessed. And we've gotten some great feedback from people that you were going to be on our show so oh, uh, awesome. thank you for coming on sewing hope that gave me some chill bumps there. <laughs> and if i may just add the most important thing that we didn't get on your list there is i have six daughters mm. <laughs> my wife and i yeah between the three of us we have 18 kids Oh so pray God. for us yeah. <laughs> at home and pray for our wives as they're taking care of our kids right now. That's right. I'd like to make a big shout out to all of your families and your friends and your church communities who may be listening to. And, uh, and I've listened to your podcast and I think it's a wonderful combination of personality and also really good catechesis and good oh, teaching. Yeah, it's, it's a fun podcast. It really is. I mean, um, and I think that's what draws people there is that the, the, the natural relationship that exists between the three of you and then uh, good, solid Catholic teaching is, is something that is, is kind of rare in the podcasting business. So uh, yeah. I'm just so blessed to, we are, Bill and I are both so blessed to have you. Well, thank you. Yeah, our motto is to be real and be bold and be Catholic. And there is a lot of things out there, like you said, that are Catholic. But the real and the bold part, you're not going to get very, very anywhere yeah. lots of times. So yeah. God willing, we're doing that with the grace of the Holy Spirit. And yeah, 
and bouncing off ideas with each other. And yeah, it's good times. It's true. We <laughs> held each fun. other accountable. I mean, we, this is what we set out to do and we don't plan to change. So nope. yep. yeah, I like to tell people that we're kind of the Wayne's world of Catholic media. <laughs> <laughs> I told At least Joe is. Well, I, I recently told that to a group of kids that I was giving a talk to and they like, kind of looked at me like, what? what what's what Wayne's world? I said, ask your parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Exactly. Exactly. Why don't we start with, if we could, we always love to start with your personal faith journeys. I know there's three of you might take a long time, but maybe we can do an, uh, uh, a shortened version of your uh, conversion stories uh, for each one of you. Sure. Well, um, I, I, to make it shorter, because we could have an old episode for each. That's episode. right. That's sure. what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but I would say the the seed uh, of God and the Holy Spirit really worked on me. The very first time was when I was in sixth grade and John Paul II came to World Youth Day in Denver. And I'm sure you've heard that before. How many people have been impacted by the great life of St. John Paul II? We are, on Monday, we'll have an episode on John Paul II coming out in Rome Boys because we love, love him. He's our hero. Um, but at that point, you know, I'm a middle school boy, not necessarily into my faith and seeing him and being in the crowds of so many people in Cherry Creek Reservoir, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And something just clicked at that point. Uh, zoom ahead to high school. And uh, I went on a mission trip uh, to South Dakota. And, and after that, went on three other mission trips. And as I was singing in front of an audience of 500 people, which I was naturally shy and didn't want to be there. And these church people were geeks and they were nerds. And, <laughs> and I was just like kind of my hands folded like this and not into it. But somehow God got me up there singing and I gave my life to God. And I really said, I want to have a relationship with you, Jesus Christ. Notice that's middle school, high school, and now in college, I did a, uh, taught for a program called Totus Tuus, which is now across the United States and even in other countries, and taught that for four summers, found my wife through Totus Tuus. But I would say I found my Catholic faith, my love for the Eucharist, my love for Mary. And you mentioned solid Catholic teaching. That's what Totus Tuus really instilled in me. So isn't it interesting how God, especially those pivotal ages of middle school, high school, and college, and we're, our goal is to reach everybody, but those are really important ages to be able to pass on the faith to, because that's when people are searching and making those decisions for the rest of their life. So praise God, I'm here, and I wouldn't expected it. <laughs> and praise God, we, know, we have another day. So yeah. Amen. 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 Yep. Thank you so scissors. much. <laughs> you went first. Okay, I went. All right. <laughs> well, uh, I grew up in uh, just a small German farm community out here in West Texas. I'm a fifth generation farmer, and uh, Catholicism was always real big in our family. I had a great uncle who was a bishop. Uh, mm. Yeah, a great <laughs> uncle who was a monsignor, and even a great aunt who was a nun. Mm. And so it was very upfront in my family. But I, I would have to say early on that it was more of my family's faith than it was mine. And as I kind of went on with my life trying to chase whatever it was I was supposed to be doing, uh, after I had my kids, it really was became more important to me because it, I was trying to build their foundation or starting to build their foundation and trying to weed through all the things that were coming at them uh, from a very Protestant dominating area. Uh, and so I was like, this can't, they need the truth, but I didn't know the truth. I was one of those that just kind of took my faith for granted growing up. And, uh, it wasn't my faith again, it was my family's. And after I finally started digging and researching on my own, not knowing what I was doing, I had my conversion 
and uh well my wife as well she grew up uh a baptist and so she when i had my conversion she had hers so it was a really it was a good thing to do together mm. uh a walk in faith and uh it was really amazing and well we've we've started homeschooling as well. These guys homeschool as well. So our wife, our wives are our wives. super moms. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. saint moms. Super saint moms. I mean, mm. I like to say that my wife is the prayer warrior of the mm. family. I might be the rock, I guess, but she is definitely our prayer warrior and uh, she lifts me up a lot. Praise so, God. It's, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, that was really short. Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> really, uh, the commercial Thanks. version. <laughs> and it, you know, knowing both of their stories, and it's, you know how these stories go so much deeper. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's neat to hear you guys polish it up. <laughs> so, uh, so, and I'll make mine short too. It's it's a bit long, of course, like most people's. But mm -hmm. uh, April night, April twentieth, nineteen ninety two, I went down to the front of uh, Forest Branch Baptist Church in East Texas, and I said, Jesus, I want you to take over my life. You know, I was. 10 years old, young fella. And uh, I remember that day like it was yesterday, but I always knew even before that, that something was happening around me that uh, seemed very powerful. My parents, my family, were they were not active Christian people, um, believed in God per se, I guess. And uh, then uh, I started after that time, you know, after being saved and baptized in that church, right? Um, I uh, got around some good friends, honestly, and started getting to know who Jesus was through their families and saw that there was a better way. Uh, I honor and love both my parents. They were not married when they conceived me, and they still aren't today, and my mom has had a tough journey. So is my dad. Well, uh, I met my dad later on in life, um, about, oh, 15 years ago, and, uh, and they're Episcopalian. Uh, I had a friend who passed away in Iraq, uh, that I went to school with. And so I went to his Episcopal service where with my grandparents actually uh, shortly after meeting him. And it was a very rich traditional type uh, service. And I went home to my grandparents that evening. Uh, and uh, he, my grandfather had a book called 20,000 denominations. And I opened it up in the very first chapter, which was half the book was about the Roman Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. And I started my journey that night. And, um, uh, so I lived in College Station, very Catholic town. More priests come out of College Station than anywhere else in the country. <laughs> and uh, so I was surrounded by good people and uh, went to Mass and uh, became friends with my wife. And I um, had already been on the journey to become Catholic and everything just collided. And so I had the sacramental Grand Slam at St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Church. And uh, like feast day, day for feast the feast day. day of St. Thomas Aquinas today. <laughs> yeah. like that grand slam. That's right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so much more to that story, but yeah. that's as Another glossy time. as I can make it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. You, the three of you did a great job of giving us a little bit of a taste of who you are. And I know that we could do a whole show for each yeah. of you on, on your conversion stories. And it's just so beautiful. Um, I do have to mention that I myself was a homeschooling mom. My kids are older now and they're in their twenties, but um, so I understand that whole idea of homeschooling and, and what that's like. So I just commend your wives and, and make a shout out to a hello for, for all three of them. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Somebody who did it and succeeded. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> it can yeah, be done, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It was so much fun. I mean, um, I would not change it for the world. And it, it works too. I mean, a lot of people say, well, are you sure they'll be educated or sure they'll, are you sure they'll be successful? 
And, um, you know, even in the eyes of the world, I think that that homeschoolers do so well. I mean, yeah. uh, and I, of course, I, for their faith, that's the most important thing, right? Amen. I mean, they uh, get to practice their faith and live it out in a better way, I think. Um, for sure. So I commend all three of you for that. Um, so, yeah, tell us more now about uh, I would love we would love to hear about your professions aside from the podcast. We're going to talk a lot about that. <laughs> We'd love to hear about your occupations as well. Well, I'm a pilgrimage coordinator, so I've helped uh, Rome boy seems even that, uh, perfect because I've helped with dozens of trips to Rome. I've been there mm. several times, but with the pandemic, no one's traveling. So I've been really this full time, you know, working on helping Rome yeah. boys and promoting that. And God willing, people will travel again someday. But uh, yeah, helping priests and sisters and deacons and lay people go on pilgrimages to all the holy sites of the faith. So I've been doing that for about six years now. Tony is carrying the Rome Boys torch. Oh man, very like high promoter it's, extraordinary. It's I mean, fun, it's be, crazy, but it's a blessing because all these guys we couldn't do it on our own, and all of our gifts just collided mm. together, and it's been able to let the Holy Spirit do His thing. So I do enjoy the promotional side and getting the word out, and you know, Joe does all the tech stuff and the added you know, video clips and all those things that I have no idea. And Chris is our entrepreneur and getting us to be a nonprofit. And yeah, we can go on, but it's a blessing to be able to have all those gifts together. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I was a farmer. Yeah. I play in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. No, I really grow uh, cotton and grain sorghum mostly. And uh, then on the side, my grandfather owns a uh, chemical business that I manage uh, we sell herbicides and fungicides and insecticides to other growers. And then on the side of that, then I also do custom spraying, take machine and go uh, do applications over other people's uh, farms and stuff for hire. And so I tell everybody I have a job, a career and a part time job, but I couldn't tell you which one's which. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm familiar with where you're from only because I'm sure that some of you may have heard of Ablaze Ministries. I don't know sure. if any of you know Matt about Rice. Ablaze. Yeah. And Matt Rice, yeah. Okay, my daughter was working with them last summer. So what you were saying about College Station, yeah. Texas, I know that that is absolutely true. Oh, <laughs> Whoever yeah. said that made that comment. I know that's yeah. true. Yeah. So um, occupationally, yeah. So I stay pretty busy. Um I, uh, <laughs> understatement of the year. <laughs> Our company is cross healthcare. We own nursing homes and, uh, we just bought a dialysis company today and, uh, uh, and, uh, we own a wound, uh, wound care company called bought wound pros. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, but you know, for a long time, uh, I was privileged with the opportunity to take care of those people who have uh, built our country in the nursing homes mm. as a, a licensed nursing mm. facility administrator. And um, I learned a lot about our good Lord and his people. Um, and I can't tell you how graced I feel by just having the opportunity to care for those people that are, um, you know, sometimes they live in the nursing home for 10 years. Sometimes it's two months, uh, but to be able to share uh, the life of the gospel with them, helping them, you know, I thirst comes into my mind all the time mm. and we just get to provide them what they need. And, and that's not just food and shelter. It's, it's love. So mm -hmm. that's the heart of it. Awesome. Well, wow. Yeah. I say awesome as well. And especially during this last year with your statement about the nursing homes and 
assisted living. Um, my parents happen to be in uh, assisted living right now yeah. and, and they're on quote lockdown. And so, yeah, I do personally understand what you're saying about that. And, um, yeah. and, and really do pray for our country where we are right now with it. So Amen. Um, agreed. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. As we always should, right. Um, mm -hmm. as we always should. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an honor. You know, I used to go to work nine to five every day, and I know a lot of people got affected by the pandemic. And now I'm at home uh, because of shifting from you know a W two lifestyle nine to five to um, having our own companies. And uh, my kids are like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "It's twelve thirty. I've been here playing cards with you and stuff all morning." <laughs> so it's a joy. It's yeah. a joy to be able to spend more time with my family. Yeah, for sure. And I would love to hear the Genesis story of the podcast because that's got to be me too. Because that's got to be uh, a fascinating thing. You know, all the different occupations that you guys just went through, and you know your faith journeys. They they all just have collided into this awesome you know podcast, television show, online television show. So tell us, um, you know how how this came to be. You know the other thing is like this podcast started. You know, sowing hope started right around the same time. Uh, yeah, so really. so uh, share with us. You know just how how that got started for you, and you know because there's always those Holy Spirit you know incidences that happen always throughout yeah. this. Well, we were bored. <laughs> <laughs> so well, maybe we understand that too. Yeah, we had nothing to do, and we were just sitting around one night. No, actually, it kind of came about sitting around Tony's dining room table. And yeah. uh, we were just visiting one night, kind of getting to know each other a little bit better. Tony and Chris are brother-in-law, so they kind of mm. know each other very well. Mm -hmm. But when they moved to the area, they didn't know a whole lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then picture our 18 kids running around, and our wives are kind of keeping them in control, and we're at the dinner table discussing these having things. These, right. <laughs> so what we said was, the, we were sitting at the table, right? And we're like, we're having all these awesome conversations, and we're like, man, this is great. Wouldn't it be neat if there was like a camera on us? We need to capture this. <laughs> I think people would laugh just as much as we do, yeah. it, or maybe laugh at us. I don't know. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> we'll take all the laughs we can get. Absolutely. So, and, and that's kind well, of where it means was, likes. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what too, we were all teaching RCIA. Yeah. We we're all teaching CCD and we we're teaching our kids the faith. And what it kind of boiled down to is we just had this desire to do something else. Yeah. We wanted to branch out and kind of maybe hit some of the people in our age group in the area that really there's nothing for, you yeah. know, you have your catechesis up until they're in high school. And then once they're confirmed, they leave. Mm, yep. And then after your kids are, away from the house, well, maybe we'll join a Bible study. There's nothing in between. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we were tossed around, you know, what was it? Uh, theology on tap mm -hmm. or, you know, certain ideas like that. And then, yeah, it was uh, just, well, why don't we just make videos so people can watch them at their leisure? Because that's the hardest thing to do right now is to match everyone's schedule. Right? Okay. This is like right pandemic starting. Yeah. Now. Like God's timing is like, and we, like to yeah. the day, like <laughs> to, we Literally. officially launched. I'm just like, okay, apparently you have a plan for the next year, yep. you know, and yeah. hopefully way beyond. Yeah. That's our goal. We <laughs> launch and there's a public health emergency announced that day. Yeah. So no, Rome, Boys, Rome Boys did not start that. <laughs> we did not do that. It's not our fault. <laughs> no, so, I have to say we get it. We totally get it. I mean, we're talking that we literally started right around that same time. Yeah. 
So <laughs> praise God. Hey, yeah. He knows, what he's, God. Doing. Praise he knows God. what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And we also, quite honestly, we saw the junk on social media. Yes. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about other other good podcasts and, and and YouTube shows and but just the things that are, you know, hitting the eyes of our children and teens. And you know, I've taught youth ministry for years, was a DRE for the church. Um and, and Tony teaches youth ministry. We all are have we have cluster parishes out here. So one priest goes to three parishes and we all come together to teach one RCIA class. So we're sharing, you know, each night talking. And so we were already doing this. We just didn't have a camera. Right, right. And it's cool that you said, like with social media, like there is a lot of junk out there today. And a perfect example was I was scrolling through things. You see the political stuff, you see the worldly stuff, you see all the stuff. And then today I posted a picture of the Blessed Virgin Mary and said, pray for us. Oh, okay. That's totally different than anything else that was out there. <laughs> and like, okay, it's a, it's a seed of hope, right? It's a way to be mm-hmm. able to reach souls, to be able to r- remind them of the divine, of God, slow down. It's going to be all right. God's got our back. And it's just fun to be a part of that, to be able to reach so many people. We have, you know, connections throughout the world and social media can do that versus our little Mm -hmm. towns that we live in. And everybody's going to hunker down because of COVID. And with everybody uh, being so uh, separated during this time, like even within our diocese, the diocese even said, um, hey, if you guys want to do a faith formation series, it wouldn't hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Hmm. Yeah. We had a little nudge. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's and, and that's so cool that you know, so, so many of the different resources that that you that we create as podcasters or you know vloggers or whatever that you you end up creating something that can then be used as you guys said anywhere. You know, if you got mm-hmm. connections yeah. around the world. You know, people can tune into your podcast and your television show, and you know they can tune into our like. There's so yeah. much out there, and right. and to recognize the calling from God to be able to say, you know what, we need to do this. We need to um, put something out there because the reality is the culture just keeps hmm. bombarding us. You know. It is so hard to even compete with the culture because there's just so much being thrown out there, yeah. and we need we need all all these strong Catholics, especially strong Catholic men, to stand up and to say, you know what? No, I'm going to throw something out there. I'm going to throw that Blessed Virgin Mary picture out there on on the internet today because you know just seeing all these memes of you know, a cold Bernie Sanders is, you know, you know, <laughs> bothering me at the end. You know, it's like, come on, there's got to so be true. something greater than this. Oh, Amen. Amen. And, uh, and you're um, uh, recognizing God's presence on Catholic 365, if I may. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank yeah, you so much. No, well, honestly, that's my prayer to recognize God's mm. presence in everything that we do. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is praying without ceasing in my, in my mind. It's, Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we don't give God credit where it's due. And so I like how you don't call these things coincidences that nope. God's got a plan. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It means so much. I mean, all of what we're doing, what you're doing, what Bill and I are doing, what other uh, good people of faith are doing, are trying to make that outreach to the whole world and saying, you know, God loves you. Mm-hmm. And and the church does care. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's such... Mm-hmm not just catechesis and education, God's love is there for them too. Right. And that's why we do what we do. I know that that's why you're doing what you're doing too, mm-hmm. is that you want people to know and experience the love of God 
um, through through their lives, through their vocations, right? I mean, you talked yeah. a lot about your wives and kids. Um, we'd love to talk to you more about that because that's really the most important part of who we are as people, isn't it? I mean, mm. where God places us in the family. And, and, and I'd love to talk about that too, because I know that's such a big part of who you are yeah. as men of God, right? Absolutely. The three men of God that have come together and wanting to evangelize. Right. Yeah. I hate to sound like a cliche, but you know, it's a breath of fresh air to see all of these new outlets popping up. You know, the devil's been using this for years. Yes. We are way behind, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it was just the need, the desire to do it. And, but 10 years ago, 20 years ago, yeah. you couldn't do this kind of stuff. The technology just wasn't there. And, and being able to meet with y'all through this outlet, yeah. through <laughs> Zoom or where, whatever it is, the, people weren't using those, utilizing them enough until we were all locked away. And honestly, <laughs> you, you alluded to something about, you know, talking about our place in the family. Our kids think we're heroes now. <laughs> They're our biggest fans. We have 18 fans. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. And that's well, the greatest feeling as a, as a parent. Yeah. Right? Our moms. Mm, that's amazing. <laughs> and I'm sure it's, it's, it's your families, but I'm sure it's even like their friends and people at church, right? They know yes. what you're doing. Right. Um, and, yeah. and it's affecting your whole community. It's cool to make a difference in someone else's life because we were at a men's conference. You mentioned men earlier and how men need to rise up. Yes. We were at a men's conference and it was Father Larry Richards that spoke. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that kind of got the fire underneath yep. of us. And then we heard the Holy Spirit. So it's neat to have one person inspire another person. God willing, you inspire, we inspire. And that just catches on throughout the world. And that's that's the goal. Yeah. And, and, and the cool thing about it, too, is that like like there's no competition because there's such right. a, there's such a great need. You stole the yes. words out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's the Holy spirit, man. <laughs> that's the Holy spirit. Don't blame, don't blame me. Well, <laughs> I was, yeah, keep girl rolling. I was just going to say like, don't be afraid to do it. If it, God's putting it on your heart, right? Like, there is no competition here. Right. Right. Nobody's Maybe doing this for within money. the world. There is, but within, you know, right. the Catholic world, the yes. culture. Yeah. We're yeah. all in it at the same time. We're here to save souls. <laughs> the gift is yeah. the gospel, okay. right? Amen. We're, we're here to share it. Yeah, Amen. Exactly. Amen. I think a good question that just kind of popped into my head and maybe it's the Holy spirit is that, um, you know, let's face it, last year wasn't easy for a lot of families, even people of deep faith, right? I mean, there were job losses, there were sicknesses, there was um, some discouragement of faith, not being able to get to mass in the sacraments. Um, I wondered if the three of you had anything to say to people who might be listening and thinking, I wish I had the kind of faith that the Rome boys have, that maybe mm -hmm. even that patchwork heart ministry has. I wish I had that kind of faith. Um, what about somebody who's listening who either isn't Catholic, is discouraged, um, wants to become more active in faith life, but does feel some kind of discouragement about what's going on in the world? You know, like I shared in my story, you know, whether it be World Youth Day or the mission trip or Totus Tuus, it was taking that step into the unknown which was super scary and still is today, you know, to have faith and to, to, I think of Indiana Jones' last crusade and he's taking a step and there's a huge abyss and he has to know that there's a bridge there, but he can't see it. It's taking that leap, taking that step, going on a crucio, an ax retreat, something to where you can, you're, you know, you're going to change. And that's kind of scary because you're going to become a new person through that. So if someone is discouraged right now, if someone doesn't have faith, 
it's all gift. <laughs> Everything that we have received and you have received is a gift from God. And we are so blessed to receive it. And we're nothing without him. So I would say, take that step and, and, and find something within the diocese, within the parish, that would be an evangelization type of uh, a retreat or conference or talk and um, take that step and see what God can do. Cause he will do something. Like, mm, well, that's good um, advice. Here's the thing. Uh, it's, it's in the times when our life, when we're, when we're in the valley that we call out to God. That's true. Mm -hmm. So, you know, social media and the mainstream media may take this opportunity to help us feel down and to, yes, it is difficult. And I don't want to downplay the fact that the economy is, is hurting and that people are getting sick and there are people that are dying from something that they may not have died before. Right. Um, and, but that's not who we are in God's creation. He built us for greatness. And there's nothing on the face of this planet that anybody says that can take that away from us. And I think the, the, the difficult part is news travels fast. You said it. News travels fast. Bad news travels faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We through Exodus 90 uh, and Joe has joined us and uh, through asceticism, giving up those things that uh, have a hold of us. Honest to goodness, and I'm sorry for those that had such a difficult year, mm -hmm. but I'm just going to boldly say that God blessed me more than I've ever been blessed mm -hmm. in my entire life in the year 2020. Oh, praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I get really passionate because I don't, this is a war for souls and I'm on God's side and uh, the devil's not going to win this. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Yeah, if it wasn't for the pandemic, we wouldn't be here talking to you. I mean, it's I mean, how, how God can do greatness <laughs> in such tough struggles, suffering. You know, look at the cross. The greatest, mm. you know, thing, uh, the greatest good came from the greatest evil. It's just amazing how yeah, God can I turn can it see. around. I was just thinking about Balaam's donkey. <laughs> you know, if he can communicate through a donkey. He can surely communicate. Through <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, isn't that isn't that. Uh, an amazing point because you know i always say i don't i don't feel like i'm great like i like i never mm -hmm. feel like here mm -hmm. you know i'm just i'm just out living my regular joe life uh you know <laughs> out there doing doing what i can do to you know help people i mean here's the thing and knows this i'm an uber driver like sweet I, like that awesome. i'm an uber driver i'm a lyft driver and i do this full time that's that's what i do and you know i and it, it just kind of pieces itself together throughout, yeah. you know, life. But I'll tell you, the conversations that I've had yeah, in the back of an Uber or, you know, somebody sitting in the back of the Uber, I don't feel great in those moments, but I just know that the Holy Spirit is working on their heart. And I'm just like, you yeah. know what, why don't you give this a try? Or why don't hey, you give that a try? And, you know, in, the, in a 10-minute in a conversation or even in where you guys are doing RCIA, and you know what, it's those moments before and after somebody's sitting there with you and you're going, oh, you know what, uh, I don't really get this. Would you mind spending an extra minute with me, you know, sharing about the Eucharist or sharing about this? It's those moments when grace happens, and it's, and it's not through me. It's, you know, it, 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 it might be through me, but it's not me. You know, it, That's it, the, it is so like Balaam's donkey. It really is. Bill, you're now a farmer because you were planting seeds. So you're a farmer now. <laughs> That's but it's so in hope. <laughs> and I would, and right. I would say keep being an Uber driver because there are hundreds of people that you can reach oh, souls man. that way, whereas father or whoever it may be will never be able to have that contact. So praise yeah. God. And yeah. I, oh, my, yeah. my advice for people would be, 
you know, what does the Bible say? 365 times in the Bible, it yeah. says, be not afraid. Amen. And I think don't be afraid to be, you know, don't be normal. <laughs> the world is normal and look where it's heading, yes. you know, so don't be afraid to be abnormal. You know, we're, mm -hmm. we're three guys with 18 kids and they homeschool. <laughs> we are way, we are very wow. different from Ex the rest of the year, from the rest of the country. Exodus four, Moses is saying, you know, uh, Hey God, no, I I'm not the mouthpiece for you. And he says, Oh, Oh, you don't want to do what I'm telling you. Uh, well, now you have to be like God and Aaron's on his way. And my words are going to speak through your mouth to Aaron's mouth so that he can be the mouthpiece. So when you say no to God, be careful. You might take on a bigger role. Either way, so, God's going to triumph. <laughs> for those folks that are just having a hard time connecting with their faith, uh, sacrifice something in your life and give, give that space to God. It's as simple as that. If you're addicted to coffee and you need that cup a day, find a way to give it up. I tell you that because I did it. Uh, and I can't tell you if I gave up one cup of coffee a day before I had a migraine mm -hmm. and my life has been changed and I'm not kidding you. This isn't just for this show. Okay. Uh, because of what I've given up and what I've filled that space with. I'm reading Bible in a year with Tim Gray. Yeah. And, mm. uh, and it's amazing the readings and I, it's, God is blowing my mind right now. So yeah. I'd go one step further and say also, uh, everybody has certain interests, certain things that are, they're good at. You know, I would say use those interests, use those gifts and talents and use that to study the church. I mean, if it's, mm -hmm. you'd like to read, there's endless things to <laughs> yeah. read, but then also if you like history, pick history. If you mm -hmm. like, you know, social justice, pick that just, if, whatever suits you pick that subject and then dive into what the church teaches on it. And right. it'll just, you will never stop. It'll so just keep going. We'll stop answering your question. You asked three <laughs> RCIA teachers. Yeah. <laughs> to their faith, so let's no, no, no. It's yeah. beautiful. And you know what I have to say? I love the joy in your podcast. I love the joy in your relationship together. Thanks. And um, I really do believe that God has a lot more in store for you with uh, reaching others Wow. Thank enrich you. Their faith, you know, that's mm -hmm. what it's about, you know, and, and, and we all are, are called to be saints. Amen. And when we're called to be saints, we're called to come outside of ourselves. Right. And, and try to let other people know that the church cares and that's what you're doing. Absolutely. I think that's incredible. Um, can we talk about fatherhood because you're all fathers and I'm sure the kids are listening. <laughs> and I wondered if you could talk to, um, fathers out there. And I have to make a shout out to Bill. <laughs> yes. Bill is going to be a new dad in a couple hey, months. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I'm probably as excited as he and his wife. <laughs> I don't know that's anybody true. else right now that's having a new baby. So, I mean, I'm just Ooh. thrilled that my friend Bill and Agnes, uh, they're having a new baby. Yeah. Good name, May. Agnes. Love, Love it. The name. That's right. One that's of my right. daughters is Agnes. <laughs> yeah, right in the canon of the mass. I always tell it to my wife. I say, if your if your name's in the canon of the mass, you know you're in a good spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, solid. That's, that's right. rock solid. Yep. Yeah. So a shout out uh, uh, to dads, and and I wondered if you had anything to say with advice or. Um, just something that you've learned as a father on this journey, and especially we know the kids are listening. So uh, 
speak okay. to them as well. I just got something short that just po just popped up in my mind. Mm -hmm. Men sing in church, please <laughs> sing in mass. Mm -hmm. You know, they I've read countless books and they say the church that's singing is the church that's alive. It's all I got, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, and if it doesn't come out that great, hey, God gave us the voice that we got, you know, it's not here, but just sing because every the, the family is watching and if the man is going to mass and bringing his kids to church and singing and actively participating, that will carry on statistics say, you know, 75, 80% will stay Catholic mm -hmm. the rest of their life if the father is active. So man, get I active. I couldn't carry a tune if it was in a paper sack. <laughs> <laughs> but you're singing, right? <laughs> I'm trying. He's trying. It's hard because they don't have the missalettes and yeah, the pews right now. <laughs> yeah. Put down your phone. No mm. excuses. I'm done with that. Okay. Uh <laughs> And uh, second thing is, greatest thing a husband can do is love his wife. Mm -hmm. Amen. And the kids Amen. will follow. Lay down your life for her. Right. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. that's my tooth. Lay down your phone for her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that too. So true. I would say don't give up. I mean, uh, mm. we apologize to our oldest children all the time. <laughs> Y'all trained us how to be parents. We're sorry. You know? <laughs> the younger kids have got it so much easier than you do. We're sorry because we had to learn with y'all. Yeah. But no, just don't give up. You're going to make mistakes, but that's life. I mean, yes. we screw up all the time and it's about picking yourself up mm. and keeping going and just, yeah, just don't give up. Go to confession every couple of weeks or once a month. And Let your stay. kids see you go to uh, confession. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And it's crazy because I started doing that and I'd never even said anything. And then my kids go more frequently than I do. So, and it was just that example. Men set a, such, such a huge example for not only their family, but the whole church at large. So, yeah, set the that example. The line needs to be longer than communion line. Yes. Amen, brother. <laughs> well, and you know, we, you know, I, I made mine bold and short, but uh, we had this conversation the other day. I don't think that we uh, have a, a good enough uh, reflection at the end of our day and uh, to really know that the sins that we have potentially committed are grave. Mm. Uh, now we know what takes what it takes to make it a grave sin, right? It's got to be willing. We got It's got to be of grave nature. But, you know... Um, people look at me when I don't go to communion and I don't mind. But what I do believe is that they see a Rome boy because they know who we are mm -hmm. and we're putting our faith out there. Mm -hmm. And yet they see me broken, uh, refusing or, or, or resisting to partake in the Eucharist when I'm in that moment, not worthy. And that's not something that we as, as common Catholics, I would say cradle Catholics, maybe give enough consideration to mm -hmm. just be sure that uh, you have uh, given a proper confession and that you're of right disposition. Cause and, your soul's on the line. Yeah. This is what it's all about, right? That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, and so men, I mean, if you do it, you're setting the example for your children, for your spouse. And, uh, but men or women, we can all, make sure that we have given a good examination. Well, how many, how many times have we done that? I know I've done this many times where I'm sitting in the pew. Oh, if I don't go, they're going to look at me different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to think, so well, who am I caring about? Right. Right. I'm caring about their opinions. Right. Exactly. Well, as Dave Ramsey say, most of the time we spend money to impress the people we don't even like. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah right. That's a good one. That's so true. And, I, and I'll end with this, uh, you know, we, 
families need to pray together. And so for the first several years of our marriage, and we, I mean, supposedly my wife and I were devout Catholics, we weren't praying together as mm -hmm. a family. So that needs to be happening every day where the father leads that. And then to, uh, as Chris said, be vulnerable. And I, in the middle of prayer, I'll apologize to my kids. It's hard, <laughs> but I'll say, you know, like, sorry, so-and-so, I did this to you, or I was impatient with you. And that sets a good example there too. And it's also, you know, I'm giving over to God because this could be my last day. So, and the kids realize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, leadership, I think, with, in, for, with fatherhood is just so important. I don't know whether everyone listening really understands that. Well, we know society doesn't understand it do they? Mm, uh, right, but, right. um, but it's good that we talk about it. And, you know, this is the year of St. Joseph too. Yes, it Let's is. talk about that a little bit. I mean, that's yeah. an amazing thing and I'm very blessed. I love St. Joseph mm. and, um, the patron saint of China. Is he really? Yep. <laughs> I didn't what? know that. Yes. <laughs> like the country of China or fine China. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell us more. Tell us more. I mean, wow, that's pretty cool. Isn't it? I mean, uh, so our home parish is St. Joseph. When I lived in East Texas, uh, my home parish where I was a DRE, uh, St. Joseph, and I would post things uh, all the time. And so, yeah, so fatherhood, um, uh, a peaceful death, yeah. right? Universal yes. church. Uh, Universal church. Worker. And he, yep, uh, Joseph the worker. And he is the patron saint of China. What an interesting year, no? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's and I like the title during the St. Joseph consecration, Terror of Demons. Mm. Yeah, because the devil and hell and sin mm. are just like not talked about. And look at the saints. No. This is the topic they focus on the most because this is a reality. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, he wants to make sure that we're saved through his intercession. And back to that story mm. that I mentioned of Exodus 4, you know, Moses put his wife and his sons on the back of a donkey and went back to Egypt, their homeland. Um, to save yeah. Israel. To save, to save his, his firstborn son, it, which mm. is Israel. Mm. So that parallel story there, uh, we're saying Joseph is uh, likened to Moses okay. in many ways. There you go. Um, mm. So we don't know a lot about Joseph, but if we read scripture, we get to know more. When you look at the parallels and the stories from the Old Testament to the New. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm just loving this. And, um, and I love, love the work that you're doing. And I think it's so needed. And I want to encourage people to subscribe to your YouTube channel Thank you, Josh. Thank you. and also to your Facebook page and your, you're even on LinkedIn. I mean, yeah. that's amazing. I was All so business. glad <laughs> <laughs> right when I tried to find you on LinkedIn, I said, Oh my goodness, there they are. This is awesome. Um, so that, that's just amazing. Um, let's talk a little bit if we could, um, there's always that emphasis in our faith, especially the more we're catechized, the more we try to avoid sin. I mean, what an important thing that we all need to do. And that is a very proactive thing that we can do as Catholics, right? Mm -hmm. I think another proactive thing that we can do is, uh, aside from, quote, avoiding sin, is now going out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. How do you think that families and individuals can go out and, and now be Christ to people who need him. Well, first of all, the yeah. word mass, the word mass means to go forth. Yeah. Right. Uh, we are fueled to go in peace and, and get out of here and, and go evangelize. Yes. And <laughs> Sunday's not the last day of the week, right? It's the end of the weekend. No, it's the beginning of your week mm -hmm. and you should go forth. So I want people to stop thinking about that being the weekend and it's over. And now I got to start my week on Monday. No, 
God puts that day of rest at the beginning so that we can be mm-hmm. ready to work and do his will Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I always mess up. I always think that the Mondays should be the sorrowful mysteries. <laughs> oh, back to work. Yeah. Right. Oh, I can. I hear you. Oh my goodness. You can switch it up, Joe, if you want. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think Bill knows that about me too. It's like, oh, Monday. <laughs> dreaded Monday. Yeah. But yeah. No, I I, I so, understand everything you're saying. It's it's uh, incredible. So um, to go forth. Uh, I didn't feel like we answered your question. I'm so sorry. Please do. Sorry. Yeah, please do. Girl. Yeah. So our tag is be real, be bold, be Catholic. Mm. Uh, that's not easy to do. No, no. And I would say within the church, we do so much as maintenance, but we don't do mm. mission. Right. Oh. And we need to go out and reach other people because people are not coming back to mass. And after COVID is over, there's the priests are already like freaking out. Like how many are going to return back to the church? We need to invite them personally, invite them, be real with them. And like, tell the priest, like, you need to be sending invitations. You need to be dropping off cakes. You need to be, you know, yeah. and, and having a team on each parish to be able to go and reach out and call people and bring them back because they're not going to come back unless we do that. So, invite. And, and families, invite. like my family, one time we would have I had a, a stack of bulletins and we went door to door and we started passing them out and said, Hey, the Catholic church is right around the corner. But my little kids were there and they were, there was no threat, you know, as far as, you know, Hey, these kids are here. They're cute. Hey, what's, what's their ages. And there was something that we could connect with. So get out there and we need to be like the Jehovah witnesses and Mormons and, and being going door to door and spreading the gospel. Cause if we do have the truth, why are we hiding it underneath the bushel basket? We need to give it away and share it. So don't be afraid. Hey, the, knocking doors down. Yeah, yeah. The, the message is already out there. It's all about social justice, right? In politics and in social media. But we are, Jesus is the, so, the king of social justice. He is the, you oh, know. Yeah. Uh, right. But here's what I want to say. Uh, you know, our family mission statement is to genuinely serve. That's the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, people ask me after getting to know me, even after a year or two, uh, and maybe shame on me, but I'll tell you, um, they'll know we're Christians by our love, right? But I've had people ask me, and they say, wait, you're Catholic? <laughs> um, and we talk about... How can the, you be happy? We talk about the Lord all the time, you yeah, know, yeah. and scriptures, and they're like, wait, you have a Bible? Uh, <laughs> wait, you read it? Like, yeah. Wow. I, I would guess. say just be an example. Be a good That's example. It. How many times do we, you know, we try to make it a point in public when we're out and well, when we used to go to restaurants, do mm-hmm. the sign of the cross mm-hmm. or just anytime I was in the chiropractor office the other day and I was reading through my Exodus 90 and I did the sign of the cross there. I noticed the guy was looking at me and there he had go. a tattoo on his face and was like, Hey, you know, tell him where, where his faith journey is right now. Yeah. But you know, just those little things that we do, what is St. Francis is a supposedly, supposedly said, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, preach the gospel at all times and when when necessary necessary use words words. we think he said that (laughs) (laughs) anyway so you know i think it's just the little things too. keep it simple Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what's yeah keep it simple silly be real be genuine (laughs) the world is lacking genuineness right now Mm -hmm. amen amen that's one of the i think that's the understatement of the year you know (laughs) the the world really you know needs genuine people and just real people uh, to, to go out and say, Hey, I am, I'm Catholic and I'm, I'm not perfect, but here's my life. Here's my life and invite them in. You know, I, I love the invitational aspect of what you guys are talking about too. Inviting people into the church, you know, 
Uh, I, I remember uh, it was a it was a statement by Cardinal Dolan uh, a few a few years ago before he had become a cardinal. He would he would always say he had somebody going in and complaining to them about uh, all all the hypocrites in church and everything. He said, "I'm one, like yeah. like you know like 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 I'm one too. Like we're all we're all." weak, sinful human beings, but the one thing we have in common in the church is that we're not afraid to admit it, and <laughs> and yeah. we're showing up right. regardless yep. of it. And he's like, yeah. welcome to the club. You know, welcome right. to the club. And right. I would say on top of that invitation, we need to be joyful about it. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, how many times have you just kind of glanced around the the church during mass? Well, I know you're supposed to be concentrating, but you glance around <laughs> and everybody just kind of got their hands folded. Yeah. They're looking at their watch. What time is it? What time is the ball game? Come on. What am I going to have for lunch? Right. It, where's the focus? Where's the joy? Right. Where's the happy? We're at the, the greatest thing we could ever do in this earth. We're at mass. I wonder how many martyrs right before their death, they were smiling. Because mm. that joy is no. already within them. Yeah. And as they oh, enter into home. the fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But then just like I remember when I was teaching, and it was some tough years of teaching at <laughs> the beginning of my career. And one of my students said, but you're smiling. I'm like, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> but because I got Jesus, everything else has just been like, yeah, that's all there is. That's all I need. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's true. It's oh. beautiful. really is. I love to hear your stories because uh, – you know, family and people like you, fathers coming together, really, uh, to evangelize on this podcast uh, mm. is really, I think you're doing God's work and, and you're helping people to feel some joy, right? Because yeah. so. your podcast is filled with joy and laughter and uh, good teaching, good, solid teaching, but also friendship, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and tell us about some of your favorite episodes. We'd love to hear that. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah. I mean, my favorite interview um, was actually last time, you know, and um, mm. Emily Geminette, and it was our first female uh, person to interview. And there was a connection there, you know, a, a spiritual connection that I just felt like, oh, that's just so crazy. Like, she's like, you know, in the Midwest, and we were down here in Texas. So, and of course, interviewing Bishop Strickland was such mm. an honor. Like, after we were done, like, I need to take a nap. Because <laughs> I'm like, just physically like, wow, but definitely the faith formation episodes as a Catholic teacher for 11 years. Like I love spreading the Catholic faith. And so um, some of those episodes get to be over an hour because we just want to say everything that is beautiful yeah. about mm -hmm. our faith. And we hope and pray that we're able to uh, tackle all the major topics from the catechism. Uh, we just got to find the time to do it and get her done, but it'll happen. Yeah. God willing. I'd say mine. I'm going to, I'm going to say it before Chris does, cause he's probably going to steal mine, <laughs> but I would say uh, our interviews with Steve Ray. Dang oh it. yeah. I knew it. I knew it. He fires you up. That's for sure. He does. I mean, we, after our first interview with him, we, we were all just kind of bouncing around the room. We were like, <laughs> just, Don't talk about how to be a good dad. Watch that episode. That's oh, true, man. He was just, we just had so much energy after listening to yes, this guy. And yeah. he's just, he was I great. went home. And my wife works out on the TV. I'm fired up. You know, it's Saturday morning and I'm like on fire for Jesus. And uh, I go home and there's an Xbox in my house and I unplugged it and uh, there were kids playing Minecraft on it and they get limited time, whatever. They never do it actually. But I go in and I just unplug it. I start unplugging it. And I'm like, I'm taking every TV out of the house right now. <laughs> I took the Xbox and I was like, oops, I dropped it. <laughs> uh -huh. Lisa came to tears. My wife. 
And she said, you didn't even discuss this with me. It was like, we don't argue, (laughs) but the Holy spirit was right. Like, uh, you got to think about the rest of the family members here. And Melissa's like, I work out every day. It's part of what I, you know, I need that. Yeah. And and it's, yeah, yeah, she can't get outside the house and go anywhere. Right. It's COVID time. So anyways, it'll He'll, he'll get you on fire get for a little yeah. <laughs> that was that was a really good one for us I, yeah. he tells a story about how he chases down a, a boyfriend yes of one of his daughters yeah listen to it it's, it's awesome good. yeah very good story. especially oh. a new dad yeah definitely yeah Bill's gonna have to listen to that one awesome. right yeah. although bill's I'm little baby's gonna be a boy six daughters oh there you go it's all good. It's That's all good. awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so much fun, guys. I want to, I, I have to point out your set to our listeners because they can't see you, right? So, <laughs> so I have to point out the set. I, I just want to let you know that there's Avengers and then there's Saints and then there's a Bobblehead Jesus. Yeah. And I am a huge, <laughs> I am a huge fan of Bobblehead Jesus, by the way. Uh, I, I used to have one in my car in high school and uh, my car got nicknamed the Pope Mobile. Uh, nice. uh, and now I have a Bobblehead of the Pope. But uh, anyway, we won't go into all that uh as the show's <laughs> ending uh but i just want to thank you guys so much we have to have you back uh you know and, awesome. and i promise we'll have you back before the 200th episode of okay Home, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no this has been yes, a lot of please. fun it's if really not nice. if not you better save it for us <laughs> we <laughs> will <laughs> for That's right. thank you yeah, uh, yeah. Give, give give everybody all your contact info and all the how people can find you i, I know yeah, there's many ways you know, but do that yeah, definitely YouTube. Subscribe, look up Rome Boys, and uh, you'll find us there. But Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor, uh, what else? Me, we, and Gab. Um, so if there's anything out there, we're hoping to be on it. So yeah, yeah. Tony's got all that covered for us. Yeah. <laughs> awesome guys. Well, this oh, has been so much fun. so enjoyable. Thank you all so much. Please do come yeah. back. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you and all your listeners. Yeah. Thank you guys. And uh, so, folks, don't forget also to visit our websites as well. Uh, we, uh, we want you to be able to visit ours uh, as well, p- patchworkheart.org and andysantis.com. You'll find all the information about all our guests and all the good stuff we have going on there. But until next time, from all of us here at Fiat Ministry Network, Patchwork Heart Ministry, and the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.